part four of the article series why bitcoin bitcoin reality versus central banks the monetary evolution for humanity my previous articles can be read on medium.com slash at kevandavani or listened to on soundcloud.com slash kevandavani this is part four uh, and the final uh, part um, of the series of articles on why bitcoin discussion the urgent question arises why a privately owned and obsessively controlling central banking structure coordinated centrally by the bis that causes and affects the existence and lives of nearly 8 billion people worldwide with incalculable and astronomical chain reaction of monetary financial and economical consequences and damages can operate as a self-appointed and untouchable immune entity without fearing any kind of justified civil and criminal prosecution or legal action whatsoever. For example, regarding the Bank for International Settlements, check out privileges and immunities according to Article 4 and 12, agreement between the Swiss Federal Council and the Bank for International Settlements to determine the bank's legal status in Switzerland. And of course, the other treaties. As once the chairman of the Midland Bank, Reginald McKenna, told his stockholders in January 1924, quote, I'm afraid the ordinary citizen will not like to be told that the banks can and do create money, and they who control the credit of the nation direct the policy of the governments and hold in the hollow of the hands the destiny of the people, unquote. That's a quote out of uh, this wonderful book, uh, Tragedy and Hope, uh, by Carol Quickly, who is not amongst uh, us anymore. It's a book of 1966 on page 325, Tragedy and Hope, it's called. Without going into detailed discussion, let it be say, said, for the sake of understanding the bigger picture of financial power, that the heads of the world's chief central banks were and have been themselves the technicians and agents of the dominant investment bankers of their own countries, who had raised them up and were perfectly capable of throwing them down. Quote, These formed a system of international cooperation and national dominance which was more private, more powerful, and more secret than that of the agents in central banks. This dominance of investment bankers was based on their control over the flows of credit and investment funds in their own countries and throughout the world. They could dominate the financial and industrial systems of their own countries by their influence over the flow of current funds through bank loans, the discount rate, and the rediscounting of commercial banks. They could dominate governments by their control over current governmental loans and the play of the international exchanges. Almost all of this power was exercised by the personal influence and prestige of men who had demonstrated their ability in the past to bring off successful financial coups, to keep their word, to, main, to remain cool in a crisis, and to share their winning opportunities with their associates." Unquote. That's on page 327 in Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quickly. The book is from 1966. It would be an absolute waste of time, energy, and resources, including legal actions based on international, constitutional, civil, and criminal law, attempting to fight the dominating central banking structures in collusion 
with a governmentally controlled, unsound fiat inflationary monetary economical system called also Keynesianisms. Yet, humanity in totality needs to comprehend that the current dominating global central banking cartel, with all its seemingly complex, distractive, and controlling tentacles, lack any kind of legitimacy whatsoever. On the contrary, the perfectly and secretly coordinated and implemented decisions and actions by a centralized, self-appointed, and illegitimate structural entity has caused pain, suffering, destruction, poverty, and damages beyond words. In this context, please uh, check out Andreas Antonopoulos' video on YouTube, Escaping the Global Banking Cartel, retrieved on December 11, 2018. The next logical and legal question arises, how can the responsible agents and perpetrators of these global central banking structures be made accountable and liable for the committed monetary economical holocaust? We cannot predict the future unless there would be a thorough globally concerted investigation and effective prosecution that chances of punishing a handful of true owners, controllers, and decision makers behind the scenes do not look promising. As we have witnessed and learned from the reality of history, ordinarily the men who front as agents and executioners are convicted or punished with jail or death penalty in order to appease the anger and the demands of the naive public. The logical and ethical solution? As Safedan Amus realistically concludes in his book The Bitcoin Standard on page 250, in connection with gold and Bitcoin, quote, in practice, however, the possibility of a global return to sound money and liberal government is extremely unlikely as these concepts are largely alien to the vast majority of politicians and voters worldwide who have been reared for generations to understand government control of money and morality as necessary for the functioning of any society. Further, even if such a political monetary transformation were possible, Bitcoin's diminishing supply growth rate is likely to continue to make it grow further and acquire a larger monetary role. In my assessment, a globally monetary return to gold might be the most significant threat to Bitcoin, yet it is both unlikely to happen and unlikely to destroy Bitcoin completely." Unquote. Bitcoin, with its total and absolute scarcity of 21 million coins to be mined in totality until the year 2140, and a precisely programmed difficulty adjustment, is the hardest money beyond the gold standard, Bitcoin. In connection with the crypto fiat gateway and the accelerated scaled off blockchain payment ecosystems, Neutrino, Lightning Network, user-friendly interfaces for mass adoption, will make this exponentially growing debt-based inflationary central banking cartel obsolete in the predictable future. See also the official data for the global debt in the amount of one quarter of a quadrillion on the uh, international financial authority iif.com or an article on zerohedge.com from 2018 uh, july 10th global debt hits record 247 trillion dollars
retrieved on September 13, 2018. How bad is the situation? Doug Newland comments the expected global crisis with an understatement. Quote, the global government finance bubble period with its zero rates, trillions of new money, and central bank liquidity backstops has seen the infinite multiplier at work on an unprecedented global scale. Liquidity created by the central banks, as well as through massive government debt expansion and leveraged speculation, has circulated freely on a global basis, inflating securities, asset prices, stoking economic expansion, and promoting a self-reinforcing perception of endless liquidity. For the most part, contemporary market liquidity is not real. It's primarily a market perception. It's based on the view that financial flows into markets will remain positive, and on those rare occasions when they are not, central banks will step in and ensure money flows, unabated into the financial markets. It's based on confidence and faith in contemporary central banking, in market structure, in the derivatives complex, in modern technologies and ingenuity. Importantly, I view speculative credit as the marginal source of global liquidity. I believe a historic bubble in securities and derivatives-related credit has been pierced. This bubble was fueled by years of zero negative rates and trillions of central bank money. As we saw this week, bear market rallies tend to be fallacious, And when a short squeeze and unwind of hedges is in play, Surging prices will spur hope that the sell-off has run its course and that liquidity has returned to the markets. It's just not going to be that simple. Global markets face serious structural issues years and decades in the making. Hopefully, markets can avoid crashes and make necessary adjustments over an extended period of time. For a while now, I fear the scenario where illiquidity becomes a systemic global issue. From closely analyzing previous booms and bust episodes, things often prove even worse than I expect. Unquote. You can read his statement by Dark Noland in his blog, Blick Weekly Commentary Thoughts on Liquidity. Um, I retrieved it on September 29th, 2018. The website is called creditbubbletonblogspotcom weekly commentary thoughts on liquidity. The good news is that there is no need to waste any energy on fighting the old system. Our evolutionary human space on this planet is too precious to waste any effort in an attempt to blame criminal guilt and shame on a handful of greedy, control-obsessive, unscrupulous, merciless, and non-empathic old men or generational inbred families who have held a tight control on their obviously illusionary network of centralized and infinitely money-issuing structures. The old centralized systems and structures will become obsolete by mass adopting a totally decentralized, hardest, and scarcest money ever created in human history. Bitcoin. 
With the exponentially growing and ever-accelerating user-friendly mass adoption of Bitcoin as the truly decentralized, open, neutral, and censorship-resistant hardest money with an absolute scarcity ever created in human history as a store of value, medium of exchange, and unit of account, the old controlling central banking structures and the inflationary fiat money system will become peacefully obsolete. Bitcoin's literal code of ethics and immutability even goes beyond the wildest dreams of any Austin economies. For example, 100 reserve requirement, 100% gold standard, etc. With its total and absolute scarcity of 21 million coins to be mined in totality until the year 2140, and with its secret sauce of difficulty adjustment, Bitcoin will reduce the economic functions of the state equaling the government to a minimum, and in particular will permit and enforce the eradication of all central banks and the illegitimate, self-elected, untouchable, and secretly operating central banks of all central banks, the Bank for International Settlements. The global mass adoption would eliminate the need for the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the Bank of Japan, and in general, any authority, central bank or official, public or governmental body with a monopoly on the issuance of money, and as a central monetary planning agency on the control and management of the banking and financial system of any country. Caitlin Long's brilliant comments on Bitcoin versus fractional reserve banking shall be quoted here. Quote, but when talking about Bitcoin, there's a game-changing twist to this debate about fractional reserve banking. There is no lend of last resort for Bitcoin. For cash, there is a lend of last resort, the Federal Reserve, and it has bailed out of financial systems, uncovered exposures many times before. But Bitcoin is different. No more than what 21 billion bitcoins will ever be created. Nope. Bitcoin rehypothecation and chain forks do not mix well. And the simple reason is that the two systems are fundamentally not compatible. One is decentralized, the other is centralized. One is natively digital, owned directly and allocated to individuals. The other is natively paper, owned indirectly, commingled at inception, and then rehypothecated. One has a ledger that prevents multiple people from owning the same asset. The other creates multiple owners for the same asset on a systemic level. I'll leave you with a question to ponder. Which is the bigger risk? Wall Street to Bitcoin or Bitcoin to Wall Street? Question mark, question mark, unquote. By Caitlin Long. While you, read and while you read and understand Mises' arguments in the context of the state intervention in the field of money and finance, replace gold with Bitcoin's unique features in your comprehension. Quote, the reason for using a commodity is precisely to prevent political influence from affecting directly the value of the monetary unit. Gold is the standard mon money primarily because an increase or decrease in the available quantity is independent of the orders issued by political authorities. The distinctive feature of the gold standard is that it makes changes in the quantity of money dependent on the profitability of gold production." Unquote. Bitcoin is the seed and source for monetary, financial, economic, and social freedom. 
The only reason my analysis of criminal accountability and liability of the total central banking structures with its destructive inflationary debt-based fiat fractional reserve banking is not making us uncomfortable or depressed is because for the first time in human history, now, we can use Bitcoin with all its complementary technologies. The attributes and essence of Bitcoin reads like a beautiful poem, decentralized, peer-to-peer, cryptographically secured, immutable, censorship-resistant, trustless network consensus, absolutely limited to 21 million coins, difficulty-adjusted, transparently trackable on the Bitcoin blockchain, with the exponential rate of speed in the satellite technology of Blockstream even the dependency on the internet will be a thing of the past in the future. With satellite-connected nodes, transactions with Bitcoin, and microtransactions with, with Satoshis, because one Bitcoin equals 100 million Satoshis, will be independent of worst-case scenarios of potential internet censorship or technical problems. For example, lack of infrastructure, bandwidth issues, attempts of interference. The company first launched Blockstream Satellite in August 2017, which lets Bitcoin users transfer Bitcoin through lease satellites. Initially, users in Africa, Europe, and the Americas were able to utilize the system. At the time, CEO Adam Back said that the service was aimed at individuals with limited internet access or otherwise face issues accessing Bitcoin. Dr. Adam Beck, CEO of Blockstream, explained in this context, quote, There are third-party developers that have taken an interest to build local infrastructure using the satellite service, for example, connecting it with mesh networks to make Bitcoin more accessible in emerging markets. To use the service, users need a small satellite dish. TV satellite receivers work fine. That's connected by USB to a personal computer or a piece of dedicated computer software. Free, open-source software such as GNU Radio can be used for managing the connection. Recipients can receive Bitcoin data without their internet service provider being able to to see the transactions. The system is designed to auto-recover from a 24-hour outage in user equipment by continuous retransmission of recent data as well as live data. The one and only peaceful solution to all the centralized monetary financial economic enslavement has actually been in plain sight since the birth of Bitcoin. But now with mass education, evolution of technology, and global mass adoption, humanity for the first time in human history understand the roots and causes of the suffering done to humanity, which is beyond words to describe. Every human being will eventually hold the private key to their own Bitcoin or Bitcoins and or Satoshis. If everyone on this planet holds a small fraction of one Bitcoin, a few Satoshis, whatever, the appreciative value of this hardest money together with the low time preference, meaning delay of immediate gratification, saving, working, producing, investing time and resources for longer time horizons, humanity can thrive and flourish towards a leap in spiritual, social, economic, scientific, and technological evolution in our process of civilization, which is still beyond our imagination, let alone comprehension. Our human societies and civilization will experience fundamental new paradigm shifts within our structures of expenditures, financing, and taxation. 
in contrast to the current intransparent in repressive system, a pure Bitcoin standard with its absolute scarcity and fully trackable currency issuance on the Bitcoin blockchain would oblige or rather force states and governments to fully specify the expenditures and the sources of the income, which would prevent them from resorting to the covered financial available in inflation and credit expansion. Moreover, such a system would also preclude private bankers from profiting from a large portion of this inflationary tax. Maurice Alice has given an abundantly clear assessment of this point. Quote, Given that any creation of money exerts the same effects as would a true tax imposed on all whose income is diminished by the rise in prices, which inevitably follows the issuance of new money, the profit derived from it, which is actually considerable, should return to the state and thus permit it to reduce the overall amount of its taxes. Unquote. Nevertheless, let us suggest a much more logical, ethical, and transparent option that the government should relinquish its power to issue money and thus accept an obligation to rely on taxes in order to finance all of its expenditures, with which it would be required to do with complete transparency. As a logical consequence, we as citizens would directly perceive the entire cost involved and due to this effect be sufficiently motivated to subject all public agencies to the necessary monitoring. For the first time in human history, a harmonious and peaceful coexistence would be possible with a pure Bitcoin standard. Therefore, a pure Bitcoin standard would promote international economic integration and inclusion within a harmonious judicial framework of mutual satisfaction, a framework which would minimize social conflicts, thus encouraging peace and voluntary trade between all nations. The vision of a borderless and nationless one planet is realistic with the process of civilization, but beyond the scope of this reading. Let it only be said that with new evolutionary or disclosed already existing technologies in the field of transportation, national borders will eventually become an obsolete artifact of history. The fact that Satoshi Nakamoto set the open source code with its absolute scarcity and this magic sauce of difficulty adjustment of Bitcoin into stone, it is very realistic that developers could create a new Bitcoin-like value coin with a much lower scarcity than 21 million coins in, as in the case of Bitcoin. This theoretical new super-scarce coin, for example, with only 1 million coins, for example, every coin divisible, again, maybe in 100 million subunits, could be the ultimately global and most precious reserve asset owned by every human being on this planet. Why and what for? Due to its impossibility to increase its amount of volume, as in the case of Bitcoin, this new money asset could function as an unconditional human and birthright to a lifelong and hereditable ownership of monetary financial wealth, equally divided and given as an irrevocable gift for every human being on this planet. This vision is not a dream anymore. With Bitcoin, we can reach the maturity and evolution of Hoppe's so-called process of civilization. The words poverty or inequality will be taught to children as part of history. Guidelines for your financial investment decisions for your future. 
Here's some fundamental guidelines by Caitlin Long for your financial and investment decisions to consider for your future. Quote, why existing financialization precedents don't apply to cryptocurrencies? Cryptocurrencies are equity-based assets, which mean they are no one's liabilities. They are not IOUs, and they have no counterparties. Examples of other equity-based assets are land, physical commodities, and personal property. All other financial assets, with only one exception, are debt-based assets, which means the assets are simultaneously someone else's liabilities. When you own a debt-based asset, someone owes it to you, and they might default. The shares in your brokerage account, the deposits in your bank account, and even the dollar bills in your wallet are debt-based assets, IOUs. In these cases, you own an IOU from someone who owes you the underlying asset. Only financial assets that are issued as paper certificates are equity-based. If you possess the paper certificates for your stocks or bonds, you own them. If not, you own an IOU, not the actual stocks or bonds, which your broker owns and then owes to you. All forms of fiat money, dollars, and all securities held in brokerage accounts are debt-based assets. Why does this distinction matter? It's easy for traditional financial system to financialize debt-based assets, but it's not easy to financialize equity-based assets. There are two reasons why the financial system can easily financialize debt-based assets. First, the financial system controls whether to allow debt-based assets to be leveraged since it holds title or security interest in them. And secondly, financial regulators permit leverage in the financial system. The piling of IOU upon IOU upon IOU on top of debt-based assets. By contrast, financializing equity-based assets is not so simple because the financial system does not hold title to equity-based assets and therefore does not control them. Owners of an equity-based asset must be willing to give up title to it or pledge to it before a debt claim can be, can be created on top of it much less a daisy chain of debt claims created on top of it. An example is a landowner taking out a mortgage against the land. The land cannot be leveraged unless the landowner agrees to place a mortgage against it. Once that initial mortgage happens, the financial system can then go to town by piling multiple debt claims against the mortgage. But until the landowner first agrees to pledge the land, the financial system cannot financialize it. Ponder this. How willing are cryptocurrency owners to pledge the cryptocurrencies, meaning giving up the private keys to the financial system, thereby permitting creation of debt claims against them? Many cryptocurrency holders are long-term holders, hodlers in the parlance. Will holders permit the financialization of cryptocurrencies? Question mark, unquote. You can read uh, her article uh, by Caitlin Long, Is Financialization a Double-Edged Sword for Bitcoin and Cryptocurrencies from July 31st, 2018. Uh, that's when I retrieved it. Uh, Forbes.com, uh, Caitlin Long. In simple words, when it comes to Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency, once you own Bitcoin, Bitcoins or subunits of it, Satoshis, 
hold on to your private keys, also called keychain, to your hardware wallet, and never let any third party, intermediary, or custodian possess the access to your ownership. No private keys, no Bitcoin. Never give away your private keys to your Bitcoins or Satoshis and keep the seed, the code, the passphrase, whatever you have to your hardware wallet totally safe. Make sure that your inheritance issues are taken good care of in case you should die. The silence of humanity on the root cause of human slavery, control and suffering, the criminal nature of the money printers. Is humanity mature for the holy grail of evolution? Bitcoin. There's no need to go deeper or deeper down into the rabbit hole. Some of us have been there and done that. At least once in a lifetime, every human being should do that for the purpose of understanding the reality of the truth. Simple, simply by experiential observation, empirical perception, research, analysis, logical deduction, humans are truly able to enlighten their brains with comprehension in totality when it comes to the sacrosanct power of the global money cartel. The literally, politically, juridically, and factually untouchable central banks jointly and absolutely secretly bundling their obsession with greed and control within the Bank for International Settlements, BIS. If you wish to read more about the BIS and their criminal track record, check out my earlier articles with many references and sources of knowledge on medium.com or on soundcloud.com slash Kevandavani. It is really astounding that the former and current students of our compartmentalized educational systems, schools, and universities manage to teach and lecture about the economical, financial, and social symptoms of our modern societies and human civilizations for years, but not once have we ever been taught or at least inspired with the teachings, research, facts, and logical thinking of Austrian economists, such as Menger, von Mises, Hayek, Rothbard, De Soto, etc. How can we, as the strongest advocates and realists of the global Bitcoin community, expect humanity to understand the one and only essential question why Bitcoin, let alone to speed up the mass adoption of Bitcoin on a wild, wild scale? After talking to many Bitcoin educators in Austria and beyond internationally, it has become obvious that the vast majority of people are simply not interested in buying Bitcoin because most of them in the modern developed nations have not felt the financial and economical pain points yet. Their primary elusive reactions, what do I need Bitcoin for when I can buy my coffee with cash or bank card? Their parroted slogans and mantras of ignorance, Bitcoin is not a currency, blockchain not Bitcoin, and so forth, makes total sense once we realize that most people have never had the chance to go down into the rabbit hole of the holy taboo the centralized creation, inflation, and untouchables control of easy, infinite paper or digital fiat money. For reasons you definitely understand, I will not touch upon the question of who controls and finances the dogma and content of our books, teachers, professors, media, and other governmental institutions. Let it be just said, that it is highly interesting, peculiar, and questionable why and how the owners, controllers, agents, and decision-makers of the Bank for International Settlement, BIS, were able to finance the wars and horrendous atrocities of Hitler's Nazi Germany without any kind of punishment or consequences. 
The systematic laundering of stolen or robbed gold by the BIS is a proven fact. Do you ever remember having been taught in school that the former BIS General Director Paul Hechler and other functionaries member of the Nazi Party NSDAP who were heavily involved in the businesses of BIS and the Reichsbank were protected by the Swiss government at the end of and after World War II? There remains one logical question. Why did the Nuremberg trials not prosecute those responsible agents, perpetrators, decision-makers, industrialists, technicians, and central bankers? Who were responsible for the financing of the massively caused chain reactions of destruction, deaths, torture, suffering, beyond criminality? My very educated history teacher used to tell us in history class it would be too good to be true if humanity could learn something out of history. Unquote. I would add that it depends on our open-mindedness, intelligence, and maturity to question and reflect upon everything, including and especially the sources and intentions of educational materials on money, finance, and economics. Ask yourself, why is humanity suffering under so much unimaginable income inequality, even though we have an abundance of wealth and resources? We cannot blame ourselves to great extents. All of us, the younger and even older generations, for nearly a century, do not know and cannot imagine a life in a society or human civilization based on hard money, for example, the gold standard, or notes fully backed and redeemable in gold, silver, etc. With hard money, individuals and societies in general had been able to save money, make good investments with a low-time preference, thrive in every aspect of their lives, and coexist more peacefully with one another. Poverty, massive unemployment, recessions, financial crisis, boom and bust cycles, malinvestments, fiscal and governmental actions of expropriations, illegal and or hidden taxes, bailouts of banks, bail-ins of depositors, money are all symptoms due to the dominating fascist, dictatorial, and criminal nature of the money monopoly of the legally untouchable global central banking cartel. A wise man once said, quote, I seek not to, to know the answer, but to understand the question. Unquote. In this sense, let us for the first time in human history and evolution ask ourselves for the sake of our existing and future children and our beloved family of humanity. Why Bitcoin? There is absolutely no need to waste any time, energy, or resources in fighting against or struggling with the horrendous monetary, financial, corporate, military, industrial, governmental complex. As soon as the critical mass of humanity has reached a level of understanding of the essence of monetary value within the hardest money ever created in human history, the Bitcoin maximalists will finally stop the dizzy and misguided technical and fundamental analysis, even though excusable under the fiat regime, on the basis and comparison of fiat money value, be it dollar, euro, whatever, or any other superinflated fiat currency, having caused hundreds of trillions of global debt. Instead of asking how much a Bitcoin or its subunit one Satoshi is worth in dollar, euro, or whatever fiat currency, we will know what inherent store of value and purchasing power one Satoshi has. Maybe one Satoshi will feel like holding a mint of gold. Now, 
Can you imagine the hardest money that can ever be be devalued, but only increase? Can you imagine that? That the hardest money can never ever be devalued, but only increase in real existential and monetary value and power? In the end, who are the slaves to be made liable for these infinite debts at absurdum? Yes, the total decentralization and mass adoption of the absolutely immutable and hardest money with a total scarcity of 21 million bitcoins and a programmed or pre-programmed difficulty adjustment all set in stone by Satoshi Nakamoto is the final test and challenge for humanity. The simplicity of making the rooted power of the criminal money structures obsolete, controlling every imaginable facet of our global civilization and structures with tentacles shrouded in mystery will become a shocking laughter for our children to learn in the museums and schools of knowledge. In the very new future, the Tower of Babel, um, Basel, is about to collapse like a house of cards derooted and decentralized in total peace.